Welcome to the Brand Questions Podcast. My name is Patrick Cummings. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every week here on the show, I offer a brand or personal development question I found to be both powerful and potent, as well as some thoughts and coaching to help you start answering them for yourself. Why do we focus on questions? Because great questions build strong brands, like back squats build strong people. At the end of the episode, I'll let you know where you can find more of these questions, as well as get in the queue to join me on a future episode to get some coaching so that I can help you answer these questions uh, for yourself. Speaking of, that's what we have this week. I'm excited about this. I am excited about doing this more often. One of my favorite things over the last three to four years of coaching folks in the world of branding is getting on the horn with somebody, getting on the horn. That's I think what old people used to call the phone, Uh, getting on the horn with somebody and helping them take one step forward, take two steps forward, help them refine the vision of what they are building so that they can do it more efficiently and more effectively. This week, we've got a conversation I had recently with, I cheated a little bit, he's a buddy of mine. Uh, This was the first one, I wanted to set myself up for success. So uh, his name is Morgan, he runs a uh, company called Jim Bungers. Jim Bungers is uh, least Uh, I believe is the only fully virtual CrossFit affiliate in the world. That is uh, exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) There's no brick and mortar. You can't go to it. You log on uh, and you join Morgan for CrossFit classes that you take from wherever. The format of this show is that prior to recording, I send uh, our guests a list of questions, a list of questions that we've already talked through here on the podcast, and I ask them simply to choose one. And then we spend about 30 to 40 minutes unpacking that question in the hopes of getting some more clarity, in the, in the hopes of building a more refined, more specific strategy uh, going forward. Morgan shows the question, why are the people who choose another option right? That was one of the earlier episodes. If you haven't listened to it, I invite you to maybe do that first and then come on back. But without further ado, here is Morgan and I talking through the question, why are the people who choose another option right? Hi, Morgan. So uh, first thing we're going to do is a couple uh, context questions so that I know where you're coming from and that uh, so that anybody listening can also have a sense of who you are and what you're working on. Uh, and so the first question is, could you please describe the project uh, as if I was an eight-year-old? Absolutely. <laughs> you would, I love that. However you think an eight-year-old would, uh, <laughs> would appreciate. I think I operate with the thinking of an eight-year-old, so this is actually a very easy question for me <laughs> okay. to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the sh- using the least amount of words possible is um, I'm help- helping people do CrossFit at home. But from a broader sense of that is uh, help- helping people take care of themselves at home together. So you're at home, but you're not alone. We're uh, working hard in our own spaces together. Because I think the best okay. way I would talk say that to a third grader. Cool. Next question is just kind of a basic one, which is how long you've been working on this? When did you start it? Give me a sense of just like the trajectory of, uh, of the project. Yeah. So we officially launched Jim Bungers in uh, October, 2020 prime time that we started new things in 2020. Um, but I would say from a like shower or driving thoughts standpoint, it's been since summer of 2020 and then the skills that I'm using to do this, I've been honing for 15 years. So mm-hmm. um, working hard at this craft for a while, but Jim Bungers itself is almost a two-year-old endeavor. 
Do you think that it would have looked like this uh, without the pandemic? This is a very like if you had just yeah. kind of like not known anything and kind of just peeked in on what you're working on. This feels like a very pandemic inspired project. But do you have a sense that no, it would look maybe it would have looked a little different, but it would have looked like this COVID you know, withstanding. I, that's uh, such an awesome question, and I don't think it would have without the pandemic. The what the pandemic did was prove to us that. You don't need to be physically in the room with somebody to influence their thoughts and feelings in their workout. Um, and specifically, like Zoom fitness works. It's not for everybody, mm -hmm. but it works. And because we had that awesome trial period, it made it it opened up the doors for me to do this. And I think I want to do something on my own. I wanted to represent Jim Bunger somehow, but what the uh, pandemic proved was that it's uh, possible to do it with very little overhead, very little buy-in. Is simply Start a Zoom meeting and boom, you're good to go. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, cool. Last uh, context question, which is just what's the biggest, if you, if you had to identify, what's the biggest challenge that you feel like you're facing at this point with, uh, with Jim Bungers? Yes, the biggest challenge is communicating to outsiders. People have, if you say like, oh, we're at home fitness or we're CrossFit or we're, we're Zoom fitness, everyone already has a very rigid preconceived notion of what any of those things are together what that is. So breaking down people's preconceived notions and communicating to them the magic that happens is, is our biggest challenge right now. Cool. Awesome. All right. So let's get into this uh, question. Um, we, so uh, for all these episodes, we, I kind of give folks a chance to pick one question that we've kind of broken down a little bit on the podcast already. And the one that you picked uh, was, um, let me find the exact wording was why the, why are the people who chose an, or choose another option? Right. And so first question to you is just of, of the episodes of the questions that I kind of threw out to you. Why, why did this one po uh, kind of stand out and, and feel like it's worth kind of unpacking for 20 or 25 minutes? Yeah. Uh, I chose an incredibly crowded space to get into. If you look at mm -hmm. the market for, um, fitness in general, it's, incredibly crowded uh not mm -hmm. in a bad way but there's a lot of options at home fitness or streaming fitness or fitness app kind of thing again is incredibly saturated not to the point of um being unable to operate but you got to be uh specific you got to stand out some way somehow so i think that's a uh cool question to sit with mm -hmm. and then a step further when you explain this question you said uh an important way to, to handle this question is to get over the idea of scarcity. And mm -hmm. I know for a fact that um, fear and scarcity and um, ego dictate a lot of what I do. And I, and I know that I'm trying to fix those things. I don't want my actions to be dictated by fear or scarcity or ego. So this is like right in the sweet spot for me to see some major personal growth and help me improve the brand. Cool. I love that. What's interesting to me about you choosing this one is uh, uh, because I know you, because I know your history and you alluded to, you've been, you've been a coach, uh, you've been a head coach at CrossFit New England for a long time. Um, I know you, at least in the world of CrossFit and the CrossFit space, like if we look at this, you know, why are the people who choose another option, right? A lot of times that question is valuable if we're resistant to even looking, right? We're resistant to the idea 
that there are other good options out there for for people, right? We have this kind of, we have this, uh, it, it's 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 out of that scarcity mindset, but it's also out of fear. This idea, that, like, if they only understood what I know, they would yes. know that they're making a stupid decision. If they only saw it like I saw it, they would know that they're that that's that that's not effective, right? In the world of health and fitness, like we all have these opinions, like that's a waste of time. That's yeah, right. And so, what's interesting to me about you picking this question is like I know how much you appreciate and value and have experienced the 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 wonders that happens in real life in a in a crossfit gym or or a gym like a crossfit gym yeah and so um so talk to me a little bit about that because i know you've been in this you've been uh in both worlds now and so you see the value of both but talk to me a little bit about your experience in the gym in the in, you know in real life fitness and in in virtual fitness what are the what are the distinctions or what are the similarities that you've seen as it relates to this question, as it relates to why it's the right option for some people? Why either yeah. one of those is the right option? Absolutely. And actually, I'm going to answer that first with a major tangent. Um, mm -hmm. Something I've been working on to approach this question is a three-circled Venn diagram. So three circles mm -hmm. where there's the one overlap and we have um, live CrossFit and at home, those are the three distinctions. Yep. And if you look at like where, where two of them overlap, live CrossFit is any affiliate, any box, like awesome. If you look at um, CrossFit at home, you get stuff like street parking, right? Where it's, it's fitness um, on your own terms. And then a live and at home, those that intersection is like any, uh, there's, there's a few live fitness classes that are not CrossFit. They're like Zumba or Dance Fit or whatever that might be. Yep. Um, and Jim Bungers is trying to do the best where all three of those intersect. Um, so how can we differentiate from those other overlaps? How can we stand out with anyone else who's in that three circle overlap position? What can we do there? That's kind of, I um, love that. Cool. So let's maybe, I love that. Let's, let's do just as a kind of a thought experiment to get us into this question a little bit. I'm going to use, is Peloton a fair, uh, representative of like what that live at home option totally. might be yes okay so you mentioned street parking and obviously we know crossfit gym so let's go through each one of these real quick why why are the why are the people who choose street parking and we're just using them as a stand-in for and yep. street parking yep. for, for those folks yeah. who don't know yes is uh is an online community started by a couple og crossfitters um really big really popular seems to be really good people love them so um why are the people who choose an option like street parking right? What about that choice makes sense for uh, for the people who do make that choice in your mind? Yeah, so I think the the biggest standout is it's um, convenience turned up to a hundred. You can't get any more convenient than that. Um, there's no schedule to be at. There's no need for an internet connection. Like if you know what the workout is and you have access to the equipment or literally the room to move, then you're good to go. And they always post mm -hmm. a lot of like times like. Um, a mom watching kids pushing a kid in the swing doing lunges in between pushes and like it's it's very convenient you're getting your workout in no matter what mm -hmm. so uh why why is that why are people choosing that over jim bungers like oh 9 30 eastern standard time i'm i don't know where i'm going to be at 6 30 my time in california i think i need to just work out whenever however yep what about on their end what about pricing yeah, I don't so actually know the pricing. I don't think it's super expensive, but you may know better than I. Is that, or again, back to the question, is that part of the appeal, part of why this makes sense for a certain kind of person? I think so. So it uh, definitely street parking is cheaper than what we offer. We're about half the cost of an in-person affiliate. 
So not a small chunk of change, but way cheaper than um, the in-person option. And yeah, if you, for whatever reason, there are a lot of people in my experience of fitness in general that are like, I understand how important my health is. I need to do this. Oh, it costs that much. Ah, screw it. And then they go spend a comparable amount of money on brunch the next day. So it's, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, but brunch yeah, is I important. Think, brunch oh, is I important. Love, I, I love brunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are people who use price as a leading indicator for what they pick. And certainly we are beat out by something like street parking in that case. Okay, let's let's go to the second one that we've got there, which is kind of the live CrossFit. Uh, so let's just just any kind of uh, ge- generic CrossFit gym can kind of fill in the gap there. And this is the original question ab- you asked. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about um, that. Talk to me about the why is that environment, that choice, that option, the right for for the people who do make it. Yeah. What I've heard so many times, and I love when people say this, is. They don't want to work out. They're sore. They're tired. It might not be the best day for them. They know that all they have to do is get their car to the gym parking lot. And once they do that, it's like the James Clear quote where it's like, just get to the gym and eventually you'll be the type of person that works out. Once they know they get to the parking lot, there's like a 99.9% chance they're going to take class that day. And in their mind, the obstacle is not, I got to work out the 430 day. Their obstacle is I got to drive 15 minutes to the parking lot. And that's really cool. People who think technology is bad. People who think technology won't work for them, they can't get the same interaction through their computer they can in person. So they're choosing the in-person option. Mm-hmm. Certainly, like meeting new people or hanging out with friends or grabbing a beer after the workout, that doesn't, that's not as easy. It's possible not as easy when you're doing it virtually. Whereas mm-hmm. I think people who do the live, who, who go to a CrossFit gym, are looking to spend two hours of their day there hanging out with people mm-hmm. looking for the collisions and the uh, interactions that come from being in the same space and meeting new people. Got it. Um, and then the third one, again, Peloton just as a stand and it could be Apple fitness plus it could be any number of these other sort of live fitness at home, digital fitness op- opportunities options. Why are they, why are those, whichever ones a person chooses, why is that the right choice for, for them? way less intimidating. CrossFit, I don't have a tire to flip. I'm not climbing a rope in my living room. I don't want to get hurt. I don't like doing burpees. Uh, none of those, or most of those things we don't do with gym buggers. <laughs> but the, um, the, you don't make the everybody fear, buy a giant tire. Right? Make sure you have your 300 pound tractor tire ready for today's workout. Um, <laughs> the, the preconceived notion of what CrossFit is and how it's not for me definitely drives people towards those other things. Certainly brand awareness. Like everyone knows about Peloton. Everyone knows about Apple yep. fitness, yep. The, 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 no need for any knowledge or prep ahead of time. It certainly drives people to that. The, the cost, the, the, the choose a five minute workout, choose a 15 minute workout, mm-hmm. choose a 45 minute workout, lots of options there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's go into, so there's really two, there's really two, reasons why I like this question so much, or there's two, you can kind of pull two things out of it. One of, one of it, which you're doing well already is to use it as an exercise of empathy again. Right. Cause I said before, like, it's really easy to just like, to just like turn a blind eye and assume everybody's dumb for making the choices that they do. Right. And we see a lot in CrossFit, like it, 
if you're a CrossFit gym owner, like, why do you go anywhere else? Why do you go to Gold's Gym? It's it's ineffective. It doesn't work. They don't care that you show up, right? Yeah. Why do you choose a street parking instead of coming here? Right? Like you you have to do it on your own and in the backyard instead of doing it here with us, right? And so the first the first va- piece of value or, or part of this question that I really like is just like removing the ego from the equation as much as we can so that we can start to realize that a couple things. One, that we don't see the world the same way that everybody else sees the world, <laughs> right? Our perspective is our perspective and, and everybody yeah. else's is going to be a little bit different based on their experiences and based on what they want, what they value, what they feel like is worth their time and their energy and their money, right? And so we broke down some of that, like for the person who's choosing a street parking or a street parking like uh, or like uh, product, to them, price might be a really high factor in what makes sense for them. It might not matter that it's not as that you don't have the accountability or that you don't have that in-person experience that you would at their local CrossFit gym. The ability to do it at 930 at night is actually more valuable to them than maybe even the effectiveness of it. Yeah, maybe you could lose, lose a little bit more weight a little bit faster. You get a little bit stronger faster at your local CrossFit gym. But the balance or the trade-off is not either not possible or just not worth it to them. Yeah. And so I say all that to just say, I think you're doing a good job, again, because of your experience in this space. Like, I think you've done a good job of at least removing your ego from it enough to say like, oh, this is why they're really good. This is why that makes a lot of sense. And that's why this, you know, this makes a lot of sense. And then the other thing, the other reason that I like this question so much is because once we get there... We can start to figure out, okay, well, like, where do we live in this? Like, and I love your little Venn diagram. Um, where do we live against all of these things? Or how do we stack up against all these things? Or how can we respect that those things make sense for a certain kind of person? And how are we going to figure out where we can kind of plant our flag so that we are the right option for somebody, not for everybody, because maybe we're not going to compete on price versus a street parking. Maybe we can't compete on um, environment the way a CrossFit gym can, right? Maybe we can't compete on uh, accessibility. I wouldn't say Peloton's accessible, but like an Apple Fitness Plus would be quote unquote accessible because like I have my phone and I can just do a bunch of body weight workouts and like that's accessible. Nobody needs to know that I'm doing it and I don't have to tell anybody, right? And so we can't compete maybe on each one of those. But now the 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 exercise or the or or the the challenge is then to say okay well how can we be something how can we figure out what our thing is so that the other people look at us and say oh we can't compete with Jim Bungers on that thing yeah. right and I like your idea of kind of that Venn diagram like we're trying to do live CrossFit at home I actually do think that like that's an interesting place to try to really plant a flag but talk to me a little bit about why are the people who choose Jim Bungers why are they right? Why would a CrossFit gym look at you and and ask this question about Jim Bungers? What would they come to? Like, what would their answer be? Yeah. Oh, it's I haven't gone that far with this question yet. So this is awesome. This is such a good question. The comparisons from a, a brick and mortar gym to us is it's way cheaper, mm-hmm. and you're taking half the time, if not less, to get the exact same workout. And the example I use is like your Whoop. A Jim Bungers member wearing their whoop and a CFNE member wearing their whoop is going to register the exact same thing. Today, tomorrow, the workouts are nearly the same. So, okay, we're, we're physiologically, there's almost no difference. Cool. Excellent. Jim Bungers member versus CFNE. Uh, 
I all time slips away from me. Time disappears so fast in my life. It's it's a major problem. But I know that if I were to go to the gym, I say like, okay, putting stopping work for the moment, I'll go take the twelve o'clock class, and I'll come back and pick my work up. It'll probably be at least two hours, if not more, from keyboard strike to keyboard strike between getting there, <laughs> like getting there early enough to be ready, not running late to class, doing it sitting there staring at the wall afterwards for 10 minutes, talking to that person about it, um, drying off enough to be actually get in the car and drive home, showering, getting back like at least two hours, yeah. probably closer to three sometimes. Um, and I, I could be more efficient. But so Jim Bugger's class members log on as they're finishing their last work email. They're, they're, they're ignoring my warm up for the first two minutes because I got to do that last email. <laughs> they're putting their socks on during the whiteboard brief. Uh, they're finishing class and it's immediately, hey, awesome job, see you later. Boom, right back to taking care of the kids, turning that thing in the oven or the work, whatever they need to do um, there. So class is 45 minutes, give or take. It is the least interruption possible to your day to get that response from your group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the time element is the one that uh, people, that your members appreciate the most? Uh, it's a huge part of it for most of our members. And the way I think of it is, imagine your schedule is like physical, like blocks, like a three-year-old has like blocks. So like, okay, yep. let's say you're more efficient than me. An hour and a half is what it takes for you to get to the gym and get home. You have to fit this hour and a half block somewhere in your day. And I feel like most people don't have room to fit that whole block in their day. So it's all or nothing. I'm going to the gym today or I'm not because that repairman has to come for the AC. And he said somewhere between two o'clock and 8 p.m. and I have to be here, so no gym for me today. Whereas yep. 45 minutes, a smaller block, is easier to fit through in your day. You could be at home and the repairman can come and you pop away for a second and let them in and go back. And like it's a lot less, uh, there's a lot less risk to your consistency when it's a smaller time commitment and a more flexible routine. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, a lot of our members now are reliant on a flexible fitness routine, whereas they are uncomfortable thinking about going back to that previous time commitment. Are most of your members CrossFitters who have experienced CrossFit inside of a gym and now have found you? Or are some percentage of them brand new to CrossFit and this is maybe their this is their first kind of foray at it? It's about 75-80% are previous in-gym CrossFitters. And now through cost or time or movement or location uh, are going for this virtual option. And then the other 20% are uh, completely new to fitness, completely new to CrossFit itself, but have found the support and the, the, the uh, accountability and the community they need to, to continue their fitness journey. And with that roughly 20% who are new are, were they brought in by somebody else inside of your community to say, Hey, I know that you've wanted to try CrossFit, I've got an option for you. Is that generally, you know, would would you say like, that's most of that 20%? Yes. Yeah, so where it's like, um, before, like, I'm not going with you to your gym where you know everybody and I know nobody, like no way. And now it's like, oh yeah, I'll stand next to you in your garage for, mm -hmm. for uh, 40 minutes and I'll stand off camera so no one knows I'm there and, and <laughs> follow along and see if I like it. And always by the end of it, they're always like right up in front of the camera saying hi to yeah. everybody. 
That's awesome. Um, let's go back to the the big challenge that you said you were you felt like you were facing now, which is kind of I, I wrote down messaging the magic. I don't know if that's exactly how you yeah, put it, but if oh. it's not, like you could steal that. Great alliteration. Unpack <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. Unpack that a little bit more for me because I feel like there might be something here um, in trying to uh, answer this question or understand this question, but also sort of get to a place where you can get take some action on it. Um, if most of the people who have, who are trying, who, who have kind of come into the Jim Bungers community are CrossFitters, we can assume that the next 50 people are probably in that same percentage where 40 of them, whatever is going to be, are going to be CrossFitters who have experienced it. And then, you know, 10 of them, whatever are going to be like newbies who got kind of dragged in. Um, where is the challenge in your mind for messaging that since they already know what CrossFit is? So like we all know, especially when you're, if you've been inside of the world of CrossFit, we all know that one of the challenges of, of messaging CrossFit is getting over the assumptions about where CrossFit is. Um, and that's a big challenge for gyms to do. It's not what you think it is. It's this thing, right? Because what you think it is, is the thing keeping you from walking in here the first time. And so if, all this, all to ask if a lot of the people who are going to come to you in the next 12 months are likely to have had the experience of being cro CrossFitters already somewhere, where do you think the challenge is or where do you think the, the barrier is to messaging what you're doing? That's a really since, awesome since, question. Since again, yeah. uh, theoretically, you don't have to explain yeah. to them that burpees aren't scary and that, right, that weights aren't scary. Like you don't have to, you don't have to overcome the barriers that a new person needs you to overcome in order to get them to, to listen. Yeah. Yeah. We're speaking to CrossFitters, right? By, if we look at the numbers and you said, theoretically, our next few members are going to be CrossFitters. So what, what should we be telling them? And why aren't we telling them that the, the next hump to hop over there is I think CrossFitters think they need it to be in a smelly warehouse with mm -hmm. really loud music playing people without their shirts on and like, um, people all around them. And they, some people can't picture CrossFit happening any other way than I'm going to slam my barbells, country music is blaring, and like <laughs> there's there's chalk dust everywhere. Mm -hmm. Beyond environment, it's the uh, the issue that how can you coach me over Zoom or like mm -hmm. what environment does Zoom provide us? And something I wish I could, I wish I had the funding for is like I would love to MRI people on a zoom call versus MRI them having a real conversation. My hypothesis is that the way we respond to an interaction like this is 99% the same way we respond to an in-person interaction. So when I'm coaching my athletes, I'm saying like, guys, one minute left in the AMRAP, they're sprinting just as fast as they would. If I was in the room with them saying one minute left in the AMRAP. And if, uh, and if like, Hey, Sharon, get your elbows higher. She's getting her elbows higher. Just like if I were in this room with her telling her to get her elbows higher. So really, what people fail to understand until they experience it is the Zoom environment as far as empathy and instruction go is almost the same thing. Almost the mm -hmm. same thing that we would get in the in-person experience. And that's something we need to really communicate to people who are already CrossFitters who are looking for a more convenient option. So you said at the start of that, you said uh, they feel like they need to be in the big smelly warehouse with the country music. What about, why is that a need? Because that could also be, you could also make the case that they want to be in that, right? Back to our question yes. about why are they choosing uh, or why is what they choose right? It might be that they need or they want that environment for whatever reason. 
or it might be that they need that environment for some reason. Why in your mind does somebody need that environment? And what is the, uh, what, why would somebody not need that option? Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I think it's all they know mostly like I go to this place to smash barbells. I, I come home and that that's, that's the end of it. Like I don't, I'm not doing heavy power cleans in my garage until you do, until you do heavy power in your garage, you don't do them in your garage. So overcoming that tethering of an activity to a location, uh, something we heard a lot about during the pandemic is like, man, it sucks being at home for everything. Like this is where I eat and sleep. This is not where I work and work out. And totally like, I don't, I don't want Jim Bunker's members to be homebodies. I want you to <laughs> interact with people and have a very uh, busy and active life, but it, it is okay. It is, you gotta get over that idea of your uh, activity has to be tethered to a location. So that's something that people might feel they need to go to the gym because like that is where I do tipping pull-ups and burpees mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in terms of wants or go. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, in terms of what, I think it's, it's, um, I need to find that person in front of class. I'm going to chase for the whole workout, or I need to, feel the music in my chest as I'm doing the workout, like the, the environment of it, going to a concert versus watching the YouTube video of it. There is also a case to be made that the environment of a CrossFit gym is a detriment or a perceived detriment. Right? We've talked about this a lot. Yes. But yeah, what you're yeah. going to say about it. Yes. No, I was just going to say like, we know, we know plenty of people who would probably appreciate and enjoy the action if it was just in a different environment, right? If I didn't feel like I was going to look stupid in front of 20 people, I might be yes. interested in if, yes. if, I, if, I, if I felt like I was fit enough, like we've heard that for years, if I feel <laughs> like if I get fit enough, then I'll go to the gym, right? And yes. we know that that's, uh, and so I wonder like, what is the, what is for the, again, back to our question, um, why are, why are the people who choose us right a slight variant of the question. Is there something to be said about the freedom might not be the right word, but the freedom yeah. of doing it in yeah. your, in your garage by yourself or with your, with your significant other? A hundred percent. That's something that at least once a week get, gets brought up. Whereas again, these are CrossFitters who used to do it in person and they say like, man, if I was with my usual crew, I would have gone so much lighter because I would have seen, oh, oh, that person's doing 35 and I need to be doing 15. No way. I'm not yeah. making the right, like the wrong weight choice. And you're free of those normative conformity kind of like, oh man, I have to do mm -hmm. what I'm doing is based on what the person in front of me is doing. Um, yep. And then there's the, from a beginner standpoint too, the, the fear of like going into this place full of people who all know each other, know what they're doing. I'm going to be the new guy. Oh man, that takes a lot of courage. That's awesome. If you, people who do that, it's amazing. There's a lot less fear when it's you in a comfortable space with all the guidance you would have gotten otherwise, all the support just without that um, social anxiety aspect of it. Right. Cool. So we've talked about a few benefits that you have that another uh, another CrossFit gym specifically doesn't have. Right. One is the time saved. Yes. Without without sacrificing fitness, for lack of yep. a better way to put it. Um, the other is, and I'm just using this word. I don't think that this is, this isn't a, uh, <laughs> this isn't a knock on CrossFit gyms, but there's the perceived safety of what you're off, you're offering that a CrossFit gym doesn't, 
right? Uh, yes, safety, um, not from like injury, but from not, um, right, social, but from yeah, the social. from exactly from that yes. exactly from the from the fears of gosh, what if what if the coach calls me out and I can't do the thing, yeah. or et cetera. Um, and what so those last, things are interesting. Right? What last in the workout, I don't want everyone cheer right. for me. And like yeah, here, exactly, no no issues. Yeah, yeah. So how are you? If you have to identify, how are you finding, how are the people who are finding you finding you? In other words, the the last 10, the last 12, the last 15 members who have joined, do you have any sense of where the, they've come from? Is it something that you've done proactively? Is it something that you've, uh, that, you, that maybe has been one member talked to another person? Like, do you have any sense of that? Tons of word of mouth. A lot of our new people are one degree of separation from a current member. And then second most popular avenue is uh, message boards, Facebook or, or Reddit, where it's like, hey, I'm looking to do CrossFit at home better. Oh, have you heard of Jim Buggers? Try Jim Buggers. And then completely mm -hmm. new people are finding us that way, which is very cool. But a lot of word of mouth, one degree separation, and a lot of uh, out of the blue message boards. Mm -hmm. And would you say you have any system in place to attract new people other than other than trying to do a really good job so that your members or so that other people kind of go on message boards that's so at cfne that was our thing was we don't market our product is so good it markets for us right or seth godin style mm -hmm. right like just do such a good job that you turn everyone into sneezers and you are a, a remarkable experience for them yep uh, that was ingrained in me that's what i've been trying to do is do the best possible job that your clients become your marketers and it, mm -hmm. it's great, but I know I can and should be doing more. So to answer your question, I don't have a system in place beyond working hard and I need to get on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it strikes me that the opportunity that you have is to find ways to talk sp specifically and directly to CrossFitters yes. about, about some of these advantages that you have that they may be interested in the time element, the, um, the, again, I don't know what else to call it other than the, the safety, even though, again, it's not, it's not dangerous versus safe. It's, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, it's, comfort, um, maybe, uh, com yeah, comfort, maybe comfort or accessible, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. that. Um, it strikes me that there's opportunity there to start putting together, um, resources for folks you know, what, what, what like resources for folks to do to first do CrossFit at home better and then use that as kind of the gateway to, if you want our help, we're here for you. So yeah. things like here are the, you know, uh, things like, uh, here are the $500 you need to spend to get, to get everything you need for a, for an effective home gym. Right. And obviously that number's made up, whatever the number actually is. Yeah. And help people understand, oh, you don't need 700 pounds of bumper plates. You need two really good sets of dumbbells and, you know, some rings and whatever, right? Like figuring out what that is and then provide them with some workouts that they can do to show them that it's right to, to start to overcome some of the barriers that ha people have. Yeah. Oh, I can't get fit at home. Okay, cool. So maybe another thing you can start to offer them. And I don't know if this is just, this is just content on the web. This is, or, or content for um, uh, lead capture, right? Like you put your email in and get the thing, or it could just be, uh, some stuff that you can start putting together on social, which is like, here's how you, 
here's how you organize your time so that you always have 30 minutes to get a workout in, whatever yeah. it might be, right? That's that's a, a, a simple example. Um, starting to get people to see and understand the that working out at home is not a sacrifice, but it is in fact a benefit. And if you can start to sh if you can start to make that case, I think that's when you start to move people from, oh God, like I don't like uh, do I have to work out at home to, which is something I know you love, which is oh we get to do this at home, right? And I think that's the shift that you need to start to make or you need to help people make so that your option is the right option for some people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Wow. Oh, makes so you've already identified sense. some of these things. If you've you already identified some of the big barriers, right? The environment, the coaching. Um, and so you can start to basically what, what I'm kind of trying to, to get at is your job now is to move CrossFitters from the defense to the offense as it relates to the idea of working out at home. Yeah. Right now, because of the pandemic, because of Zoom, we all have this feeling like, yeah, I had to. I don't have to do that anymore. So thank goodness. Right. And that I think probably worked nicely for you at the beginning, but now the world has moved. And so you have to move as a brand. You have to move from, hey guys, I know it sucks that we have to work out at home, but Lay, I'm here for you to isn't it amazing that we have the ability to do this? And here are the three reasons why it's amazing. And here are the 10 ways that we're going to do this effectively yeah. and start to, and start to speak specifically to CrossFitters who are looking for another option, right? I moved, uh, you know, one thing that, uh, I, I got messages from folks on is like, um, my gym is closing down and I don't know where to go. I don't like, this was the one gym in town and now it's gone. Right. And starting to starting to identify that the, the specific challenges that these kinds of people have God, I'd love to get into a gym. But I just can't. Right. Or, and, and the reasons I can't, right. I either don't have the option. I can't afford it. I, um, I'm not sure I can be consistent at it. I don't know what to do when I, if, even if I, tried to do it, like starting to identify the big barriers that are getting in the way of a CrossFitter, somebody who's done it before, who doesn't need to be convinced of weights or burpees or intensity, getting them over the hump of, yeah, but I can't actually do it at home, right? Because that's the challenge is getting them to see, to your point about the the whoop, right? Like the, 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 the whoop will not know if you are at home or if you are at the <laughs> yeah. gym. Right. Yeah. And starting to get people to understand that it's not a shitty version of an in real life option, but it's actually for it's for specific reasons. It's a better option than an in real life gym. So we, we talk about price. We talk about uh, convenience. We talk about accessibility. We talk about perceived safety. Again, not the right word. Um, <laughs> we talk about um, individual, like you, you talk about being individualized and then, so that's kind of on the outside marketing, branding, messaging role. And then what I would say is once they get into the experience itself, finding ways to double and triple down on those specific things and making sure that those specific things, right. The, the, the time or the, uh, or the, um, coaching or whatever it might be that you feel like you're, you can offer 
that these other options can't, making sure you're doubling and tripling down on doing that really, really well. Yeah. Not right to your point about, I just want to do this really well and then let that be the marketing and let that be. Yes, but that's like doing the job well, getting people fitter is uh, the 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 price of entry for you. You don't yeah. get that much credit for help for being a gym and helping people work out more <laughs> you, and get fit. You do what you do or what? Yeah, you do what you think. It's, it's exactly what is expected <laughs> of you. And so, what I would say is, as you continue to think about this, is how can you do these few things? How can you ramp them up so that uh, there's no question in your members' minds that they are getting this thing that they can't get anywhere else? Right. And I don't know exactly what that would be. That, that would be a longer conversation, but really thinking about, okay, these few barriers that hold people back. Time is the great example for you or convenience is the great example. How can we double down on that? And I don't know exactly what that would look like because there's always going to be constraints on, right? Like ultimate convenience is there's a new class every 15 minutes, right? Like that's great. Sure. Someday yeah, yeah. that's not feasible now. So it's, it's about kind of working within the constraints you've got, but really saying like, okay, if that's the thing that we're going to lay a, uh, lay a flag on the ground and say, this is what we do. And you can't get this anywhere else. You can't get this at a street parking. You can't get this on Peloton. You can't get this at your local CrossFit affiliate and making sure that you're doing those specific things incredibly well. I think that's what's ultimately going to be the the word of mouth machine that you want. You don't want your members going out and say, yeah, you get real fit with Jim Bungers because that's what everybody says. But you want your members to say the specific thing that you want them to say, which is you can do CrossFit at home just as effectively and far more conveniently with Jim Bungers. That's what you that's what you want. And so that's what they need to feel. That's what they need to, that, those are the words that they need to have in their heads so that when they go out and talk to their, their, their neighbors or they talk to their friend whose gym is closed and she's like, I don't know what to do. Those are the words that your members use. Effective and convenient. It's not a sacrifice, but you can actually do both of those things really well. That's awesome. It, you don't have to do it at home. You get to do it at home. Yep. And that's the, I think that's the big thing that, you need, that's the big filter that you need to go through now with how are, how are we marketing? That's it. That's the, that's the message. That's the aim. That's the, that's the goal of all of our marketing. That's the goal of our, our, not only the marketing, because to your point, the best marketing is a great product. So the goal of your product is to help people get, get as fit as they would at a CrossFit gym more conveniently. So how do we do that? How do we do that even better than we are now? And then how do we talk about that? And how do we help people bridge the gap between not believing that that's possible to seeing that it is possible? Because your job, the job of the marketing, the job of, you know, again, if that's content or whatever it is, is to create the kind of, is to create a little bit of tension. Oh, I didn't think it was possible to get fit at home. I didn't think that would be fun. I didn't think it would be, uh, I didn't think it would be, I would be able to do it consistently. Okay, now I'm um, I'm presented with knowledge, information, uh, an understanding that maybe I'm wrong about this. That's the kind of tension you need to create, so that okay, let me try the first. Let me do the the first week. Let me try a class. Let me 
whatever that first step is you want people to, to take to, to, to move a little bit closer to a membership. Your job is to kind of close that gap in any way, in any and every way that you can, including doing such a good job that that's what your members talk about when they talk about what you do. That's a lot. I, I'm just trying to process it all. It's amazing. <laughs> I think it's a good what, place to wrap up too. Oh, absolutely. And you're, you're saying like, um, what the, the changes you're talking about will be uh, evident in our marketing materials, but it also needs to be conveyed to our members so that when they are finding themselves in a spot to talk about it, they're not just saying how fit they got. They're saying how fit they got because, or in addition to the fact that it's very effective, it's very convenient. It's cheaper than what I used to do. It's way less time than what I used to do. I can do it from anywhere. Make sure those things exactly. are top of members' mind as well as conveyed through outside marketing material. Yep. And make sure that the product you are delivering leans into those things. How can we make this more convenient for our members? How can we, is this the right price? Can we do this for less? I'm not saying you need to. I don't, I don't think lowering prices is an answer is generally an answer to anything, but like, are we at the right, are we at the right price point that people say, oh, this is so much more convenient and so, so much less expensive, right? Again, whatever that looks like, whatever that right balance is between those two things. Um, And okay, so the argument we're making is you can get just as fit at home as you can anywhere else. And so how else can you do that? How else can you help your members get fit at home? What other ways are because of the advantages you have, you're virtual, you don't have a gym, you don't have a a space, how else can we help our members get fit such that when they're when they're talking about us, they, we have this wonderful halo effect because we help them in this way, this way, and this way. Cool. And not, and I think for you, removing the idea that we're a CrossFit gym on the internet and saying, what advantages do we have that a CrossFit gym doesn't? And how can we lean into, how can we double down on that? How can we make sure that that's what our product actually is? It's not just a replica of an in real life experience. It is in and of itself a different experience that you cannot get anywhere else because we are this, we are this, we are this, because we focus on this and not that, because we offer X, not Y. And really uh, and really, uh, getting very specific about the kind of people who are gonna say yes to you, CrossFitters who want to figure out how to do this at home, not CrossFitters. That's the difference. Yeah. And how can we do that even better? Your job is not to go out and steal members from CrossFit gyms. Oh, yeah. That's they chose right for them. Your job is to find people for whom that choice doesn't make sense for whatever reason, price, convenience, lo- uh, uh, just accessibility, whatever, and figure out ways to talk to them, figure out ways to help them, and figure out ways to design and deliver an experience that is unique and specific to them. You don't want what well, you don't want is in three years members members being like got so fit thanks Jim uh, thanks thanks Morgan uh, but a gym just opened up down the road I'm gonna go there now because like I just yeah. didn't have access to it before. Actually, what you say is I don't I why would I ever go to a an, a, a brick and mortar gym now? Why would I like I've been spoiled by gym bungers. Yeah, that's Ooh. ultimately what you want them to feel. I can't if I leave this, I will get less fit. 
<laughs> that's what you, that's the fee. That's the, not that you want to play with fears, but that's the, that's kind of the fear you want to, you want to build into their minds is if I leave this, I probably will work out less. I'll be more stressed. I'll have, I'll have less time to do it. I'll have less money. Right. Yeah. Like, why would I ever leave this? Right. Like why, why would I ever dump my girlfriend? She's amazing. Right. I might never find somebody like her again. That's ultimately, we, and you can't do that. If what you're trying to do is we're just like a good CrossFit gym in your house. Yeah. Cause that's oh. not, you can't win that. You can't win that because you're not a CrossFit gym. Right. Yeah. And that, that's just giving you're my background. Else. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking yes. what I do in person and making it virtual and that's not the ultimate goal. Right. Oh, this is freaking awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, so it's hard, but that, but that's the place that's the, uh, that is a place to start from. And then it's yeah. a, a place to ask lots of questions on the back of, oh, how do I do that? What does that look like? What do we change? What do we keep? What's not working, et cetera. Um, but it's yeah. that it's why in back to our question, as we wrap up, why are the people who choose us right? go from there. What is the answer to that? And then double, triple, quadruple down on those things so that you deliver on that promise. And so that you help your members talk about you in the way you want them to, so that they attract the same like-minded people into your community. Yeah. Cause that's ultimately what you want. Right. That's what we, that's what we're after. Wow. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, dude, you said it when you were wrapping up uh, the other one I was listening to, and you said uh, good questions are like barbells. They only work if you struggle against them. And yes. damn, is, is that so correct with this right <laughs> here? Oh my gosh, what a what an awesome like set of questions to come to such an awesome realization. I hope you found that helpful. I hope it gets you thinking. I hope you spend, if you haven't yet, a little bit of time this week answering the question at the heart of this conversation for yourself and your brand. After all, great questions are like barbells. They're only useful if we struggle against them. If you want to read more of these brand questions, you can do so at functionalbranding.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss new questions when they drop. And importantly, if you want to join me for a future episode of the show, like Morgan just did, to get some coaching on how you might answer one of these questions for yourself, head to functionalbranding.com slash podcast and fill out the form. The form will take you 14 seconds, I promise you. Links to both are in the show notes. If you like this, please consider leaving a rating and a review. That will help new folks find the show and will also make me smile. My name is Patrick Cummings, and until we talk again, please keep asking strong questions. Please keep building your brand muscle, and more than anything, please keep going.